Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're back. Season two. Thankfully, people wanted to hear from us again. We did ask. They said yes. Some people said no. <laughs> but it's often those yeah, people but who our, say... I our family members don't count. <laughs> our I, husbands. <laughs> I get so offended when, you know, like, of course, when you say like, oh, do you want to hear more from me? Yes or no? And like, you're asking people to say no if they want to say no. And then I'm like, how dare you say no? Dare you. But then you always get the message saying, oh my God, my finger slipped. I didn't mean it. And they feel so bad. It's like, it's okay. I hadn't like written it's you It's also really awkward. Yeah, it is really awkward. I yeah. hate doing it. But we, look, I think we did well in numbers and charts and comments and participation and people talking about the polls and everything like that. So there is more to say. There's a lot more to say. We barely scratched the surface with season one. Um, We finished off talking about going on holiday, uh, which was a major source of anxiety for me at the time. We've since come back. We're still alive. We're all here. I want another one. We're we're ready for another one. We never got the post-holiday holiday without the kids. No, no, we went straight into a summer with children. A very hot one. A very hot one. Summer holiday is a stretch. The summer holiday at home, the no holiday summer holiday is a stretch. Yeah, you've definitely given me a bit of fear about that stage when they're old enough to be in school, but schools are on holidays and stuff. Yeah. And like you don't get childcare around. The rest around, of your life. And you have to figure out work in the middle of all that. That will and get its own episode. Entertaining them. So it's not even the minding and making sure they're safe. It's the entertaining them every day. And you're like, mommy, I'm bored. And you just become a snack bitch. At least it hasn't been pissing rain for the entire time. No, like, it has At least you can lovely. get out in the garden. It has been lovely. So we have been beavering away. I can't say that. Don't say beavering. Why? What do you think of a beaver, Fanny? <laughs> well, if you say beaver, I think, Fanny. <laughs> well, we have been hard at work thinking about episodes that we know will resonate with our listeners. People have had requests. There's been things that we've really wanted to talk about ourselves. Um, that we have been we've been compiling a list and we're ready to rock with a new season but we wanted to come back now um, and just have a bit of a catch-up really bit of a catch-up bit of a where you at we feel like we've been away for ages it has not been on ages. holiday but actually just away from the podcast for ages we've had lots going on you've had a lot going on I've had a lot going on there's been a lot of well mainly mam stuff yeah. the summer juggle um and obviously still working on Every mum's podcast, you're still obviously doing owning its podcast. There's been a lot of podcast work out there, plus the mam stuff at home, work stuff with the brand story. You've had a lot of work stuff going on. Yeah. Busy women. Really just trying busy. to do the juggle. And also just trying to build stretch marks behind the scenes, because I guess it's more than just us having a chat sometimes. Like we are working towards bringing it into real life with some events, which we are going to remain cryptic about for now, but that will all be in store and literally my baby turned two your um, baby 
Yeah, can I call him a baby anymore? No. Oh, I still he'll call him. always be your baby. But I, I, I refer to him as baby. I'm like, baby, come here, baby, do this, whatever. Um, and he says no, 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 mommy, no, mommy, don't want mommy, don't want daddy, no, 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 no. And we are in the throes of. I kind of, I so smugly thought I. Like, well, why? Why did you so smugly think? Because this? I feel like we, at, like when he turned one, I was like, oh my god. This, it's starting now. Like he went through some major tantrum phases and then it kind of settled down. And I was like, oh, it's grand. I think that's going to bypass us. And no, almost a week to the day before he turned two, he was like, horns grew out of his head. And he has decided that he is going to assert himself in any way that he can assert his independence. And I get that it's so necessary for his development and he's exactly how he should be. But it's exhausting sometimes. It really is. Oh my God. And like my brother came over with his newborn and by comparison, she was just like a dream so easy. But I guess the thing with newborns is they might be easier during the day, but you're, you're sleep deprived. And then meanwhile, I sleep with Caelan, like I get to sleep with him and he's so full on during the day. But I definitely got, everyone thought I was going to be so broody being like, oh my God, you're going to want number two. It was such a confirmation for me and my, I guess, where I can, what I can handle that I wouldn't, I know that I would not have been able to handle two super smallies at the same time and bear came back the dog and he's like a third child i think very few people can handle two under two a lot of women do it but it is so challenging yeah but do you see now why if you have a positive experience with a newborn like i have had yeah that it it can be easier than the constant well i mean well i was able to hand her back which was lovely um and i got the absolute best of her and it was just a matter of feeding her burping her getting her to sleep in my arms I got to sit down I got rid of Kaylin for a few hours and I got to sit down and watch a movie with her while they I sent my brother and his wife to, to bed to have a nap and it, you know it was so nice to be able to give them the gift of like a moment away to just recharge um that was I was like I just know how much that would have meant to me um but yeah by comparison now looking back I'm like what did I find so hard but of course I did because it was my first time and it was you know all the all the upheaval for you and the sleep deprivation you just can't but it's sometimes what's going on in your head you're finding hard not necessarily what's in your arms exactly it's how you're experiencing it you were experiencing that moment of sitting there holding her blissfully watching this movie enjoying this moment Whereas you probably were in the exact same position on the exact same couch with the exact same movie when Caelan was a newborn, but your head was racing. Yeah. Yeah. Your head couldn't be like, this is so cherished. Your head was like, this is my life forever. I know. To be fair to myself, I think he was a very tricky baby, like with all of the reflux. And my neighbor just called in the other day with her nine month old and she just sat in her lap for the entire time that we like had a chat and a cup of tea. And I was like, what is this? What is how come she's not kicking off? And she's like, oh, Caitlin probably was the same when he was his age. And I was like, no, like he never he was never happy to sit up, lie down, be on like just I can't remember. It was just so hard to just keep him happy and content Um. Maybe and you try too hard to keep him happy and content. I think babies are meant to be happy and content. Probably. Not like all day long. No, but for like 20 minutes. No, but it, you, you, you let them figure it out. You don't yeah. have to put this pressure on yourself to like keep them in a state of absolute euphoria constantly. Well, another thing that's changed since we last recorded is I went back to therapy. and I have been working through um, trying to process some of that postpartum judgment I have towards myself the guilt and shame 
stuff around breastfeeding and that has been I mean I'm not massively far into it but it's been um exhausting and really Mm. really necessary I'm really glad that I've taken the time to like go back and apart from my chats with you to do to to do some proper work with a therapist I think it's really important because I think you carry it Mm-hmm. And as he's going to get older, you can't release anything that has happened in those years unless you properly kind of lance it and let it out and have a professional guide you towards thinking about it differently and kind of changing those neural pathways and all of the things that you talk about yeah. on owning it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of you that you're not Thank continuing you. to just kind of accept that that's what it was and you're to plow on. Well, actually heal what it was. Yeah. And go again, not go again physically with a baby, but I mean, go again in with mindset change and being like, okay, next phase of parenting. Because that's the thing. It's a constant stretch. You're hitting the twos. There's so much more stretching to come. It doesn't stop with getting through the first year. It's like a yo-yo or a one of those slinkies that like you stretch into something and then you bounce back and you kind of have a little lull and then you stretch again and you come back. And each time, for me anyway, I'm like... Oh, we're over the hump of that now. I've got it all under control. And I, I almost forget that another stretch is coming or that another challenge is coming and I get surprised by it. Do you want me to do like a chart for you? <laughs> Maybe I need to re-download the leaps. Leaps are over. <gasps> Am I done with leaps? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no you're done with leaps. Okay, I'm just yeah. in a permanent... Now they're just choosing to be difficult for you. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I'm really glad I've bypassed the leap stage. I also thought teething, once all the teeth are there, which I don't know if we're done yet, but like... no. The majority of them. Yeah. I was like, then it's going to be so easy. And now he's like, hang on, I've got a personality of my own. So always a learning curve, always a stretch. And you always seem surprised at me. But <laughs> you, you've had two. I, like, I've everything never, is new to me. you've never met other children. Like, even when you're walking around the park, observing children losing their absolute shit, even up to the ages of, like, eight, nine, ten. And then you have to deal with, the like... The adolescent years. Ah, stop like, now. It doesn't. I guess when it I see other, go away. it's more. It's not. It's not that I'm surprised by the kid acting up or whatever. It's more that I go into a new era or a new phase each time, mm. of like not knowing how to respond. Like right now, it's like you know this whole thing, and I follow these accounts that it's like you know you shouldn't say, you shouldn't give out to them, you shouldn't. And I'm like, I don't know what to say now because I don't know how to kind of show him that I'm the boss. But also, he and he he shouldn't be doing this. But I don't want to like make him. I don't want to say no. You shouldn't be doing that, and then him do it to like piss me off. So I almost feel like I don't know. It's like a new kind of parenting from the baby phase, um, and not knowing discipline is a stretch. Dis and it's so tricky because you don't want to. There's this fear I think we all have that we're going to psychologically damage our kids. As you if, can't say you were bold. You can only say like what you did was wrong. Yeah, or like all the debate about whether you should send them to like the bold step or the bold corner or something like, I mean, I think we all turned out pretty okay. And I'm sure our parents had some <laughs> pretty, pretty illegal ways yeah, of disciplining like, us at the time. But it is a minefield now that now that he's becoming someone that requires a little bit of discipline, because I actually feel like there's zero discipline. That will be this will be a whole other episode anyway. Like, but he is still very young. Yes, and he's he not quite getting it yet. He doesn't comprehend the whole frontal cortex situation. Not all there yet. They don't understand sharing. You know, sharing. the prefrontal cortex does not fully develop until you're 25. Exactly. So you have a long way to go. <laughs> 23 more years. You gotta, you gotta just, it's actually about, okay, for me, it has been the biggest learn is actually how do I regulate my adult brain yeah. when they are behaving as children should? 
I think I'm getting better at that. I definitely don't attach as much weight to it anymore. Like I wouldn't be crying over it myself. I definitely think I know that he's just being a toddler and I know there's nothing wrong with him. So that's something. I am. That's good. And look, maybe we should do a whole discipline episode. I think so. And see, can we get an expert to help? Yeah, because it's really tricky. It's really hard to know like where the line is between you asserting your, you're you're the boss and not wanting to fuck them up. Screw them up, yeah. (laughs) God, yeah, it's a lot. Travel. (gasps) Well, I'm delighted to say that went well. See? Yeah. Everything you said would be okay, was okay, but... And we said this on the Pat Kenny show. Did we say that after we come back? Yeah, we did that after we came mm. back. I'm still really glad that I was as sort of anal as I was because I prepared and I had my well, you list. You have to be prepared. And Preparation I, is what makes it go smoothly. Yeah, and because I thought things out and I and like I brought more things than I needed, I sort of had a solution for every hmm. would-be problem and it was so much more smooth sailing. So I think it's almost... You know, people think like people put pressure on themselves to just not be that way or to be just so chill. And like, we all want to be the chill parent. But some people are. I know some people are. But, like my husband. But the people who arrive at the airport. With but he can afford, t-shirts. but he could afford to be because you pick of up course. the slap. No, I know. But I know. everyone likes the idea of being a super chill, relaxed mom. Like no one likes the idea of coming across as like super anal, you know, fussy, anxious. But actually... If you can give yourself permission that that is just maybe the way you are because you care a lot, because you want things to go well, because it makes you foresee things that maybe someone who was super chilled wouldn't see, you can kind of work it in your favor. You don't need to be a different way. And I think just allowing yourself to be that way is actually in itself can be quite calming. We all need to know that we have everything covered. And once we know we have everything covered, then we can switch off. Yeah, I mean, once I got on the plane and once we were... Like, it was all the pre But I don't think that's unusual. Yeah. That is just travelling with kids. Yeah. You have have to be super organised and you have to have considered all eventualities. And then you realise each time you go, okay, I never needed that. I never needed that. I never needed that. And then you stop bringing it and then you need it. Yeah. (laughs) And where we went, it was great. Like, splashing out and having the balcony view so that we had our space. You know, we talked about... So essential. Those little extras that mean you you can still cater to your child while giving yourself a bit of a break as well um and we had such a lovely time and I I kind of thought because he he wasn't keen on the water before he took to it so well no it was still full-on like I mean I was exhausted every evening when we we put him to bed there was no there was no fear of me feeling like I was missing out because I didn't get to go out for dinner at 10 p.m I was comatose but it worked really well for us and it made me feel so just liberated that I could stretch myself in that way have a positive experience and come back with my with my kind of comfort zone expanded um actually in like psychological terms it's like a stretch zone experience where mm-hmm. you step outside of your comfort zone in a way that you still have some control um and then you take your learnings back to your comfort zone and by doing so you expand you don't stay outside of your comfort zone too long because then that's you get frazzled and you know it's too much but when you take your learnings back you slowly but surely like build out your comfort zone and what becomes what was unfamiliar becomes familiar um, and anxiety dissolves then in those situations. So like it's I guess we couldn't do any of those stretch zone experiences in COVID. Um, so there was a bit of a delay there for I'm sure lots of people listening. But it was a triumph for me in that in that regard. And just yeah, it was just so lovely to have those memories. Good. Well done. Thank you. I feel like this is turning into my therapy session. How did you get on? <laughs> we 
Like, we had a brilliant time. We had a brilliant time. My comfort zone is well expanded into travel. It doesn't bother me okay. at all. Um, this was maybe our fifth or sixth time between over like since the last few years. Obviously, it was it was it was lower, but we went away a lot while Penny was a newborn mm-hmm. and a baby. I think she was twelve weeks when we first got on a flight with her. Um, so yeah, I I feel like I don't have much to 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 add to this segment other than we had a brilliant brilliant time, and we sticked our comfort is like we know where we're going. We, which is exactly not who we used to be until we decided to be really brave one year and travel around Sicily with an 18 month old and it was an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. So now we know we've got our routine, we've got a place that we really enjoy that has all the things that tick our boxes. Um, you make it easy on yourself though. We make it yeah. easy on ourselves. Like I, you know, I'm not going to trek off to the Philippines with no. the two of them anytime soon. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to prove that you're capable of doing no. that and then have a shit time just no. to show that you can do it. You know, but it's your holiday as well. It's, we found our little rhythm. We found our system. You know, we both fall into travel mode. We know our areas. I think that's another real relationship stretch when you're traveling, you know, that you're both kind of like, oh, well, what are you taking care of? What am I mm-hmm. taking care of? What do we do for this? What do we do? Like, we know it now. And it's a fun it's just fun the only challenge I think I definitely found this time around was having two children that are at different developmental stages Mm, so needs different interests yeah the last time the last couple of times that we were away they were obviously the same age gap but it felt less because they were still more infanty Mm -hmm. this time Penny has really matured and she was like when are we going to the fun park? When are we going to the amusements? When are we going on this ride? When can mm-hmm. I, you know, go to a water park? When can we do all these kind of things? Um, and of course, we would have to do them to give her the holiday that she deserves. But Ju would like lose her life. Really? Trying to run in front of go-karts. Oh, having the best time. <laughs> and I have one child that I can completely and utterly trust. And Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> She's a firecracker. She would just have no care for her own well-being or safety whatsoever. Mm. And I'm trying to think back. I genuinely think I did. I was very lucky. I had one that had like, she understood where the edge of the bed was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and climbed down safely. Juliet sees it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. As a, as a, oh, brilliant. That's higher than that one. It's such a second child thing though, isn't oh, it? She's a lunatic. And I wanted to be the fun parent for Penny. Like I wanted to really get involved. But the default took over and she'd go off and have all these fun things with her dad. And I'd yeah. be sitting under a parasol with Jude trying to be like, <laughs> sit down, eat your melon and go to sleep. Like, <laughs> And then they, I, I begin to resent that, I have to say. So we had to build in some mama and Penny time yeah, and mix it around. Um, Jude, of course, would go crazy because she would want to be stuck to me constantly. So those kind of things were my challenge, where I wanted to be the parent for both of my children, but both of them were moving in different directions. Mm-hmm. You had another very significant stretch this summer. Did I? Yeah. Have you forgotten that you stopped breastfeeding? Oh, well, we haven't stopped, stopped. Okay. But we are, we've stopped through the night. That's amazing. And That's she's amazing. sleeping through the night. She didn't last night. Well, okay. I'm blaming the moon and the heat. Yeah. We're recording this in the August heat wave. Um... Yeah, last night was a shit show, so let's not let's not acclaim okay. as though it's perfect. But I'm no longer feeding to sleep. She is going up without me. 
Um, You're my, not comforting her during the night. Not comforting. I do not exist between the hours of seven and seven. Um, my supply fell off the cliff. My hormones fell off a cliff. There was about three or four weeks where I think I was walking around feeling as though I was completely jet lagged, hungover, PMS rage, like no joy, mm-hmm. no energy, complete brain fog. And it's all hormones. And then you start feeling really bad about yourself and really like, why can't I do this today? Why am I in such a bad mood today? We forget that for, you know, your body is making a factory of hormones that create a food group that keeps humans alive. Mm -hmm. And you're downgrading that. Of course, you're going to flip out. Yeah. So it felt like you're switching off a power source, I suppose. Completely. So I got a bit of information around because I was totally like it was just too much. The holiday, the constant access in a bikini, the making her having to sit on my lap at dinners. And I was using it to quieten her down, just Mm -hmm. have a bit of peace. Um, But the supply went way up and her um, not being in crash, etc. You know, her access to it went, went up. So we got home and I was like, this has to stop. I'm just I'm just so done. Um, you really get tapped out. So we tried to reduce the night feeds. And once we were reducing the night feeds, the day stopped um, in terms of supply. It's just not there anymore. Even now in the morning when she comes to me, like there's very little there. Mm-hmm. It's more um, of just a kind of a comfort thing. Yeah, it's like a routine. Like and a soother almost. Well, it's a reconnection, I think, for her. Like the okay. minute she sees me, it's almost kind of like, okay, we're back together. Yeah. We're back yeah. together. Um. But it was really hard and I kind of, I, I, I used Instagram again to be like, is this a thing? Does anybody, you know, has people, other people felt this before? And and just another, another stage of outcry of kind of like, oh my God, nobody speaks about this. Nobody speaks about, there's all this support. Well, it's limited, but there is some support on how to help you to start. And nothing to stop. And nothing about the end. Yeah. And if we, if we agree that it is incredibly challenging to start, why can't we also have a discussion that says it's also really hard to tell your body that you're done? Mm-hmm. I was devastated. Like I was so upset emotionally, hormonally, and yet rationally and mentally, physically being like, no, please get her off. There's so much going on. Like so many conflicts there where you're like, you kind of, you had reached the end of your tether in, in some ways that you just, you needed your time back, your body back. You yeah. needed, you needed a break. You needed to start sleeping, but then you start sleeping and you feel worse because I felt really worse which I remember is, you even texted yeah. me like you slept through the night I was like I feel like death yeah because the whole serotonin and oxytocin that I was getting all night was not making me really feel that lack yeah. of sleep until those hormones went away and then it was like two years of sleep deprivation exhaustion just landed on me and like that had to happen I suppose yeah. because I don't know like you're still a human being. It must have been the hormones Thank keeping you. you afloat. You know what I mean? Like there's, I can't understand why your body wouldn't have been affected with yeah. that with that huge cumulative yeah. buildup of sleep deprivation were it not for the lifeline of the hormones that when yeah. you take that away, then it's like, hold on, you haven't slept the night through in how many years? Mm. And that, unfortunately, you can't experience that without some sort of impairment. And thankfully, you're not feeling that way anymore. No. Are you enjoying your sleep? Do you feel different? Do you feel when you wake up in the morning? I definitely think I have less adrenaline fueling me. I think that's yeah. the other thing that we don't really notice with sleep deprivation. There's a lot of adrenaline that stays in you 
and probably cortisol that stays in you when you're sleep deprived that kind of like propels you through the day. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's wearing off and I'm having to go back to basics and actually try and fuel myself with better food, with yeah. better rest, with better mental switch off, with better exercise. It's like my body's like, hey, we don't got the drugs no more going on in here. So if you could just throw us a lifeline, that'd be super. But I also want to do that for me. I feel like I'm out of that, like... Survival mode. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want me again. And I want to feel like a lot of women, I suppose, in pregnancy, accept the fact that their body changes. Again, for for me and for the women that I connect with that breastfeed, um we actually, our bodies change while feeding. Like our mm-hmm. bodies cling on to like fat cells because it's fat that's going into your boobs. Mm-hmm. Your posture is ruined. You just feel soft all the time because your hormones are keeping you that way. You know, yeah. you're essentially a giant pillow for your baby to nuzzle on. Does it um, delay, like with relaxing that you have in pregnancy and in mm. birth, does that stick yeah. around longer because you're breastfeeding? Yes. So everything just... Uh, and. You know, even I'm not saying that I have deliberately tried to change my body shape or anything, but it like the other day we were out on the beach and, you know, my husband turned to me and he was like, you just, it's like your body just not lost weight, but kind of readjusted itself. Yeah. Yeah. Things went back to where things they, went back. Yeah. It's probably your posture. And, and it was, it was kind of like shoulders, neck, collarbone, you know, that kind of area. It wasn't like yeah. you've lost weight, you've toned. It wasn't, yeah. it was just kind of like, oh, the factory is smaller. It's a major thing. And look, I'm so, I'm so proud of what my body can, you know, do. I'm, I've, I've been, I've been in control of this. You know, I've loved the fact that I could do it because for me, it was my crutch. It was the thing that I leaned on when things were like hitting the fan. You, you know, you talk about going on holidays and being super prepared and super anal about this, 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 and this, this. Breastfeeding allowed me to go with the flow so much more because I knew I had the secret weapon mm-hmm. attached to my person at all times. But that meant that I felt really anxious if I was away from her. Yeah. And then that kept me in the loop of being like, she's a Velcro baby. She's stuck to me. I need space. So it's kind of, it feels, it feels refreshing. It feels like, okay, we might have just, we're, we're moving forward into a different space. And um, yeah, it's really, it's kind of confident yeah. area of like, oh, wow, I can feel like me again. That's amazing. That's a really positive stretch, even though it wasn't like an easy, I mean, you're, you're still doing it sometimes, so it's not done yet, but it's, um, it's really great to be able to say, look, I want to get me back emotionally, mentally, yeah. physically. Like, um, she's, you know, it's not like she's six weeks. Like, yeah, we're, we're heading towards two very quickly. Like my body has done enough and I, and I'm not, and I'm not laboring it by being like, you should do it. Or it was, you know, that I was signing up to the two year, yeah. you know, at no point. It was like day to day being like, oh my God, it's easier to actually just feed her than not mm-hmm. until I kind of hit a wall. It's crazy to me that we're about what we both have almost two year olds and it takes the full two years for everything to go back to where it belongs mm. in your body. It's such a long time, isn't it? You like do feel Oregon. still tethered to them. Yeah. It's weird because actually I noticed in the last few weeks, a lot of my pelvic girdle pain has really eased off as mm-hmm. well. And it's like, my body is just like, 
okay, we're done with that now. <laughs> Fingers crossed now, unless I don't go again or go too go too hard with the uh, the lunges and the stretches. Um, what I have found though is my hormones have readjusted because when you're breastfeeding, it does it does really downplay a lot of fertility stuff as well. Um, and did your period come back? Can I ask you that? My period came back when she started crash. Okay. So when she started the three days away from me, which was when she was about one years old, that's when my period came back. But everything was still, it was like all over the place, still very suppressed, I think, from an ovulationary perspective mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and since my milk has massively decreased, the other thing I'm definitely feeling is much more broody. No. I know. It's a trick. It's a trap. Like yeah. your body's like, okay, the, the, we're not doing that. So we now need to do this. Now, thankfully, I like, I'm a rational human being. So I have like a list of reasons why we're not going there again. But I'm, but I feel it. Yeah. Particularly around ovulation cycles, when you're like, oh, maybe we should just go again. Yeah. I also think, and then like, forty eight hours passes, and you're like, thank Christ, we didn't do that. I also think, separate to like whatever is going on hormonally for you, I think it's just such a human nature thing that when you start to calm the chaos, you're like, mm. let's throw some more chaos on top. Mm. Like once you know that you've come through something or you can handle something, you're like, let's rock the boat again. Let's fuck shit up again. Yeah. <laughs> and. I also think it's really good to be able to be mindful of that, catch it and be like, hold on a minute. We we are programmed to want more, more, more and chase more, more, more and like chase those hormones, chase those feelings. But can you stop for a second to just be where you're at mm-hmm. and enjoy that for now? Who knows what the future may bring for mm-hmm. now? It's settling a little bit. You're sleeping, you're mm-hmm. feeling good, oh. your hormones are regulating and that paper. is where we all strive to get to. And then we get there and we're like, whoa. Yeah, I should do. And, and also I think I turned 38 this summer and there's a feeling of like, you know, I definitely feel with each period like this, like huge shout from inside my body. Yeah. That is like mayday, mayday running out of time. Like I, and it's not, it's not cultural it's not media it's not my head like it's not from talking you know, it's to biology yeah. it's literally from the depths of my womb there's this like call for a few days and then it's like okay no actually we're we're we like life this mm-hmm. is where we're at this is where we want to stay at i'm going to put up a poll and see who who's listening believes that Sinead is going to stop it too <laughs> oh. no i would like to retire at some point yeah, that's not happening if you keep going. No. Not the way things are in this country. No. Unless we get wildly, you know, rich. You're from still hoping for that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll just shoot them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, speaking of the podcast, yeah, we wanted to come back with this little catch up, but we've got loads more coming. What episodes are we going to get stuck into? What have you asked about that people really want us to cover? So definitely the toddler situation. Toddler was huge. I think a lot of people that maybe connect with us on Instagram probably had babies around the same time. Yeah. Had the pandemic babies. Okay. So they're, they're kind of hitting that zone a lot on some asking like practical tips on moving from two, sorry, from one to two. Mm-hmm. Um, because they find themselves, they're now pregnant. They're like, how do we do this? How do we actually, you know, no, I'll be no help there stretch. now. That'll be you. No, but I, you know, the polls are what's brilliant and the yeah. question boxes and the support from everybody else. Um, we're doing a judgment episode judgment so important. is so important and the work crisis childcare crisis situation which yeah. this week um i was on the Pakenny show talking about with i had two thousand people respond wow. to a instagram survey not a 
fancy, expensive Amoric survey like the guest on the show opposite me had. But I feel much more relevant because it was precisely the women that are going through this. Um, so a lot of women are feeling like, what the hell are they going to do? They've hit a complete brick wall in terms of access to childcare, affordability for childcare, asking for part time, being given part time. Also, the dad situation. So assuming there is a partner and assuming he is male and assuming he is operating in work. When's he taking the parental leave? Yeah. When's he taking the call from the crash that says baby is sick? And how can you have those conversations to try and move the dial and actually make it much more I've just more realized, as you're saying that, we've missed out on that because isn't there something that you, you can have access to before they turn two? I get confused between parents leave and parental leave. One of them is before they turn two. Yeah, so there, there was two extra weeks added to the yeah. parental leave. Okay. Um, and there is extra time now also added to parents leave. So right. what used to be up until seven is now up until 12. Okay, yeah. So Barry didn't take his two weeks before Caelan turned two because it was like, oh, well then I'm down two weeks salary. So yeah, and that's, that is a huge issue. Yeah. Tom is taking it at the end of August and first week of September. Oh, I'm actually really annoyed now that he didn't take it because I was I kept saying, you know, okay, yes, we might be down a few bob, but you'll never get that time back. He'll never be that yeah. small again. But the reality is he did overtime this summer, which you know from those Fridays in yeah. our house drinking Prosecco. Yeah. But he did overtime in order to make up the fact that his salary will be down two weeks. So there's give and take. Like, realistically, isn't it wonderful that they're encouraging dads to take this extra time but guess what? Like we're going to have to make it up. Somehow. They have to make it up somehow. Like the bills still have to get paid. Yeah. Um. He's taking it off then because Penny is starting school. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. So she's starting school. And yeah, just for those two weeks, we want to kind of have a little bit of family time before it starts, even though she's like grand about it. Um, Something I think we should definitely cover Um. is the fear that women or mothers in particular seem to have around bringing a daughter into the world versus bringing a son in Mm. and what goes along with the experience of being a young girl a young girl in school a young girl growing up uh, versus a boy because I think it's a very different mindset um I would be really interested to hear what people how people feel about that what they think about what their concerns are with the boy versus a girl so yeah there is so much more to discuss really can't wait to get stuck in Hopefully you'll all stick around and hopefully we will be able to announce this exciting event where we might see your faces soon. Yay! Stay tuned for more and thank you for coming back to us. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.